Welcome, everyone. This is Austin. This is Flashpoint. Your turnaround story starts here. Happy Friday. I'm, I'm glad you're here with us today. I have a very unique guest today. This is going to be a very unique interview because mainly you don't find many people that focus on inner peace as a practice of daily life. <laughs> Most of the time, it's the opposite. People are in a state of chaos, maybe a state of stress, a little anxiety, feeling the pressure of what's going on. That's why I'm very, very excited for you to grab the value of this interview. And just maybe, just maybe your turnaround story might just be birthed through inner peace. Before I bring Julie Gandy on, I want to share a little bit about her. She is a peace minister. And so as I go through this, I want you to understand that she's done the work not only has she done the work from a research standpoint, but she's lived it through her story. And people who have lived it and experienced it and then done the research to create their own turnaround story are incredibly powerful people. Would you agree? Julie is a Jack Canfield certified coach. She's a heart math coach. And maybe we can talk a little bit more about that. And she has a mission to really help change the globe by creating more inner peace through her mission of peace and love amplifiers. I'm going to share with you a short video and then we're going to bring Julie on. Our society may look like it's breaking down, but it's actually breaking through. It's a breakthrough that's happening. So if we keep this sense of love, of peace and what that is, then sense of hope, the sense of gratitude that we can be here doing this job right now of amplifying peace, of amplifying love, then we can help shift this society. All right, everyone, I'm back. I want you to help me welcome Julie Gandy to Flashpoint Friday. Let's get into her story. Julie. Hey, how, How are you? Are you? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited. Really happy to be here. Uh, I'm happy you're here as well. We've been talking about this for a while, and this is a great way to not only highlight you as a person, but really to highlight the work that you've been doing. And we had a conversation before, and I, I got chills because you know you you had some great moments, and you're feeling like this in your own experience that you've done the work. We just, I just talked about some of your credentials and now you feel like this is the time, especially now. So what do you, what do you say to that when you, you know, maybe you can reflect on what we just talked about, talked about prior to the jumping on here live. Yeah. Yeah. And again, thank you. Um, I, I want, you know, a lot of this has been culminating over the past 20 years or so with um, the work, you know, as as I started with my um, wellness career as a massage therapist um, many years ago, um, I realized that I, a lot of people needed to feel comfort. A lot of people needed to feel um, relaxation, and and they were looking for outside sources to do that. And so I wanted to really train myself because I was always 
a worry ward. I was, you know, if I didn't have something to worry about, I was worried that I was forgetting to worry about something, you know. So I always had this this low level of anxiety for the most part, even from a from a child. Um, and I write that in the, you know, in the book that's coming out. Yes. Um, the Flashpoint book. Yeah. So I'm excited about that. And but there's. You know, I, I used all of these, the tools that I've learned, the techniques, the methods, the modalities yes. to, to help myself first, you know, and then, and now it's, it's time, I think, with the way that society is right now, with us now, hopefully coming out of COVID this, this year of, of, um, just complete change for so many people. Yes. That we we now need to renew ourselves, we need to restore ourselves and now is the time to really create not only your own world that you want to create and and reinvent yourself but also to reinvent society because if if we are society then we are the ones that can change society, you know? So, yes. so there are ways to do that. There are so many, um, so many different things that people can do, whether um, you're politically minded or spiritually minded or both, or, you know, there's so many things that you can do. And that's what the mission is of my, the podcast is the Peace and Love Amplifiers podcast is to, to really create, um, a space where peace builders and those people that are working in a heart-centered way to help create a, you know, to amplify those voices and to create a platform for all of those people that are doing incredible work um, right now in the midst of all of the, the stuff that's going on. Yes, yeah, so you said an ocean. I first of all, I love the the. the word choice of amplifier because it really speaks to the fact that people are maybe working to get a message out there or maybe they're in, in their own little respective worlds and they want more love and peace in, in their life and the fact that we can amplify that and that's a really great key word but i, I want to go back because this is about your story and it's about this culmination of, of 20 years to get you here and you and maybe we'll talk about your flashpoint moment here but you you if we go back and i was thinking about the opening of your book and how impactful it was you know i, I want to grab some of these early moments that that shaped you and, I, and the reason why i do that and i want to do that with you is because i i look at even with my own journey i look at the alternate what what could have happened had you responded differently to those moments to the to that journey and having this you called it a low level of anxiety over time that really brought some crazy things into your life so if you could i would like to go back and capture some of these these moments that you might have had and you know and how that is impacting you today yeah um well there's a lot and you know i know it's, it's it's one of those things you know from from a, an early childhood um you know i had loving parents um 
they, you know, they were, this was back in the seventies and eighties that, um, yes. you know, they, they were supposed to stay together forever. And, um, they, it wasn't until I was 17 that, uh, and I'm the youngest of four okay. and, um, my older siblings are eight, seven, and six years older than me. So I'm like the, you know, six years later, here comes me, you know? And so they're Meant all to be here, right? Meant to <laughs> yeah, be here. Exactly. Um, but they, you know, they're all out of the house pretty much. And it's just me and my mom and my dad. And it was not very, and, and I love my parents. I love them both. It, it was just a, a sign of the times that, you know, they were trying to stay together for me and it, they shouldn't have, they should have just, because they were both unhappy. And, um, that, so, yeah. Yeah. So, and it, 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 it emanated through and, you know, we've all talked about it. We all, you know, have come, it, it, it is what it is. And it, it's part of my story and I'm, I'm okay with it, you know, but I, I use that as, um, um, when my ex-husband and I were not happy, um, and it was for years and years and years that we weren't happy. And I had, you know, a, a young daughter. I said, I'm not staying married just for her because I want her to grow up in a loving environment. I want her to marinate in love. So, um, you know, if that's not there, if it's, you know, and I sat with, with this decision for almost four years of how is it just me is it you know what am i can i do anything differently can i do this or that you know so you know i use that my own experience to really sit and and get to this place of you know i i want my daughter to have a, a loving home and and we do i mean i have since divorced and um married my 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 husband now and you know it's it's a world different it's a world of difference you know and um yeah and she's she's part of that and i'm really happy yeah for her yeah you know what it, it's this is a really good point because i i think it's great for parents to hear this and it, this is unplanned by the way <laughs> but i think parents stay together thinking that they're doing the child a benefit like that there's a benefit if they stay together and i think they forget or disconnect from how intuitive and connected connected that children really are and keeping the peace is different than building the peace right so parents try to keep the peace children are aware and you live this and you watch this and is this where maybe some of this early chaos came from because I know we're we're coining you as an inner peace coach, an inner peace builder, but I want people to know is that it wasn't always this way, and that this is why you're in this work. So you had this early start of experiences. Is that where maybe that some of that chaos came from, Julie? Uh, I I truly think so. Um, you know, I started massaging my my older sisters, and my mom when I was young, and I knew that um, that we. Um, we are 
very, like you said, intuitive beings. And when we're small, it's even more so. And so I, we all pick up on, on those. And this is like some heart math science too, that we pick up more, um, there's, we're more connected than we, than we know, you know, than we put awareness to. Yes. And yeah. And so when a child that doesn't have as much, especially back in the seventies, you know, seventies, early eighties, you know, we didn't have iPads, we didn't have, you know, video games. So right. we were, you know, we had one, we had two TVs in our home. One was color, one was black and white. So, you know, it was, if you wanted to watch TV, you had to, you yeah. had to watch it with the family or you had to like put just yeah. a lot of time in that you want. And, um, you know, so I was always trying to, and there's some funny stories. Um, if I can go into one real quick, but yeah. um, my, my sisters and my mom all wanted to watch General Hospital at three o'clock every day. Oh and goodness. so, so going they're back and, going yeah. back in time. <laughs> so wait, wait. So I wanted to watch at the same time at three o'clock. Scooby Doo was on. All right. So Scooby Doo and Scooby Doo, so, <laughs> and that was my favorite. So yeah. I, I, I could only watch it on the black and white TV. Which to watch a cartoon on the black and white TV does that was like torture, work. right? It was like yeah. torture watching a, a black. And white. <laughs> so yeah. I think I was like seven or eight years old. And I remember distinctly going into my mom, you know, she's folding laundry, watching General Hospital. My two older sisters are there. And she, I said to her, I said, mom, how about if you guys watch General Hospital on the color TV Monday, Wednesday, and Friday? Because I knew about cliffhangers at that time. I, I knew that you had to watch Friday and they had to watch Monday. Oh. <laughs> So I'll watch, if I can watch Scooby-Doo on the color TV on Tuesdays and Thursdays, that would be, you know, could we do that? Could we compromise? It didn't work, but, you know, she was like, no. Um, so I was relegated to watching um, Scooby-Doo on the black and white TV, you know, until we got the the second color TV. But, um, yeah, so my, my early peace building days weren't always very... Um, uh, good in my part, you know, I wasn't, they weren't very successful, but, um, you know, so there's, I think there's always a way to, to present things, present your, um, your case, you know, and then, you know, so it, it was, it's just a little funny story, but. Yeah. So what about uh, your, your turning point? Was there a moment where you, you felt this pain and then you said, like you, you, you had a pain and then you said, I'm, I'm, there was a turning point. You said a new decision needed to be made. Yeah. Yeah. Many times. Um, but one that sticks out in, in, um, like clarity is I was actually married. <laughs> the cowbell moment of clarity. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, so I was, I've actually been married three times. Um, okay. and that, I think uh, that speaks volumes to, to my upbringing as well. But, um, 
my first husband was, and I write about this in the book, that um, he switched jobs, switched careers, and it kind of changed a lot of his um, mannerisms and his behaviors. And I, I remember him coming home one night because he would go to the bar every night after work. I was 27, I believe, mm. 27, 28. He was like six years older. So he's like in his mid thirties. And um, I would, I asked, I would get these really, really bad headaches. Um, and Ooh. just, you know, where I almost like a migraine. I don't think they were migraines. I think they were just really bad tension headaches. And Fresh I thought headaches, it was, yeah. so I, I um, had asked him to, to massage. Can you just rub my shoulders? I, I just like, I'm, I can't even sleep. It hurts so bad, you know? And so he, he reached over, he like massages my, my shoulders. He's like, oh, they're really tight and turns around and goes to bed. Like, wait a minute. You know, I asked you for help and you didn't help, you know? And for me, one of my things, like, I'm, I'm very, if I ask for help, it's like, Usually, because I really need yeah, it, because you know? you're not one to right. You're not one to seek help if you can avoid it. And here you're asking for help. Yeah, which and pressed. Right, and so that like literally that night he fell asleep, and I'm laying in bed, and I hear this voice. Whether it's you know it's some part of me that said, "Do you want to live the rest of your life like this?" Mm. And I was like, "No, no, I don't." And you know this was after again yeah. you know a lot of a lot of changes in my in our life and so um you know we go we went again soul searching and doing some things and and just um you know so that that moment of clarity of it was just like this definitive no and you knew, like it was, yeah. it was that you felt it at a deep level, like this, right? That's what I we talk about is like this. Ha this is going to change. I'm making a new decision, right? Yeah, and that's what you're describing. So you felt that. Yeah, and it was it was that set me on the path of, you know, I again wanted to sit with this with the decision and make sure yeah. that I was coming from the right place and moving from that moving into the right direction um you know my knee-jerk reactions are are something i always look at you know whether it's uh, a fear of spiders or or just um you know I, I'm yeah this automatic is response so you, you try know. to so instead of just re reacting you have conditioned yourself to kind of sit in the moment and that's why this is a great segue. We, we have the the hourglass, not to scare you, like, oh my God, time is ticking away. What am I doing with myself? It's more to just drive home the point with what Julie just said, that can we live in the moment even during the hard times, Julie? And that's what you're describing here. And I think that this makes, and this is why you're in this work because, and I, this is something you can understand logically, but it's something that is a practice that's cultivated over time that you became aware of. And I believe it's why you're so effective at your work. Is this right? I would, I would hope so. Um, yes. I, I really think I, that I, I want to validate that. <laughs> yes. 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 So, so it, you know, I, I've come to this, 
this realization now um, through all the work that I've done and all the training that I've done and that I right now um, I'm at a place where I all the things that I've done are working you know like I even though I was um, this past year has been very challenging for for me and my family um, I know I, I'm, I'm still I know I'm still living yeah. seriously with um, with love and grace and that is where I want to come from every day um, you know I, I call it my come from like my words come from love and grace my my actions my my thoughts yes. um, and I've literally changed my self-talk to change your self-talk yeah and that's like that was key for me was was changing that that's how do you change your self-talk i mean how can you cultivate this like how the world is can be so crazy like how do you do this well it's again it takes time because you're you're rewiring your your neural circuitry right so that neuroplasticity where you know we thought that brain your brain patterns couldn't change well now they they know that that's not true we have brains that can actually change we have neurons yes. in our heart you know so a brain we have brain cells in our heart so we have um this connection between our heart and our brains that we can cultivate and that is where um heart intelligence what heart math talks about and develops and and yeah so it's it's incremental yeah changes over time that the more you do yeah. the more you do um and that's what yes. i would tell my clients is the more you remember to do something the more you'll remember to do it that's a great point and i think we, we got the connection here because it sounds like your ability to sit in the pocket without that reaction it's almost as like you're giving your brain time to rewire and and that neuroplasticity is your brain's ability to form new connections but if you go to that quick reaction you're not giving yourself that awkward moment it's almost like that that awkward moment is a gift if we if we can allow it because it'll help us rewire is that oh, yeah right? yeah and when when we're in a, a stress state we go into cortical inhibition so our brains actually go into fight or flight or freeze where we say something stupid we we hit send on an angry email that you know five minutes later you're like oh i shouldn't have sent that um and yeah. i i still have moments like this uh, and and it's it's the ability to to come back from that and yes and still love yourself that's a cowbell <laughs> moment right there <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, you'll see, and and I I get to this the point where if I say something like oh you know like you know I have this this flash of I shouldn't have done that I'm like and I say to them I love you you know it's like it's a complete instead of going down that rabbit hole of Gosh, yes. of of self bashing you know oh I'm such an idiot this and that your your mind hears that your body hears that that I'm such an idiot I'm such a this I'm and so to stop it right away and send you know that i love you 
you know, to yes. myself and do it in the mirror. That's that was my key. I learned I'm given, that from um, you. I learned yeah. that from you. I love that. Uh, we got we got about maybe like six minutes. So okay. I want you to share because I want you to share that mirror technique because I, I think it's really valuable. And then I just want to share a couple tidbits about what we're working on. I want to share that video again about changing the globe. And so, yeah, share this mirror technique. I really love this. Yeah. So I learned this um, through my Jack Canfield training. And when I started implementing this last February, you know, he, he said, do this for 40 days in a row every night before you go to bed. And if you've missed one night, the next night is day one or is night one. So you, so, cause you're again, rewiring. So you look in the mirror every night and you say, you call your name. So I would say, hi, Julie. Today was, was a really good day. You did this, you did that. I really liked how you did, you handled this situation or, or today was kind of rough, but you got, you got through it. And now you get to go to sleep and you get to go to bed and you get to have a good night's sleep. You deserve it. And I love you. And you always end with that. I love you. And you looking into your own eyes is so powerful because again, you're, you're rewiring and you're, that's the self-talk to me has completely shifted. Yeah. Um, and that to me is, you know, that inner peace or that self-love begets inner peace because yeah. when, when we truly love ourselves and, you know, yeah. And, and you get to a place of, uh, that you can handle anything and that you're going, um, you're doing something that is um, beneficial for yourself and for for the world. Because as you amplify, to go back to the amplification, if you walk into a room and you're exuding love, then people feel that because we are so we are interconnected. And this goes back to the heart map science of this interconnection. Yeah, the interconnectedness. And so people can feel when they go into a room that's that somebody was just um, arguing, you know, you can go into a room and change that with your own vibration of love. And that's that's not woo woo. That's actual science. And yes, there's so much. Absolutely. Absolutely. This is beautiful. I got a lot of great comments. This is great information. Follow Julie. Every morning she does a guided meditation and we'll, we'll share it. Her link is here. HTTPS forward slash forward slash link TR period EE, which is link tree. JG tours. Make sure you get that at the bottom and go there and connect. Um, I want to share a couple things and then we're going to, we're going to wrap this up. And I really want you, I, I hope you're feeling what, what Julie's sharing here as a powerful conduit, you know, to really, go in and say, what is going on inside? Do, am I cultivating inner peace? Is there chaos inside? Because and I believe in this, you can, you can create that inner peace. You can change the world. And let's, let's share that. Our society may look like it's breaking down, but it's actually breaking through. It's a breakthrough that's happening. So if we keep this sense of love, of peace, and what that is, 
then the sense of hope, the sense of gratitude that we can be here doing this job right now of amplifying peace, of amplifying love, then we can help shift this society. Thanks for joining us for this very special podcast with Julie Gandy. My name's Austin. This little music interlude you're hearing was a video that we shared for our upcoming summit. Are you tired of same old, same old? Are you ready to reinvent yourself? Join Julie and 11 other amazing storytellers March 7th at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It's a free stream, live streaming on YouTube and Facebook, as well as Apple TV, Amazon, Roku, all the major internet players. You can grab this very special presentation, the Flashpoint Live Virtual Co-Author and Graduate Summit. Look for that link in the show notes. For now, back to the interview with Julie. This brings our, our show to a close. Any final parting words, Julie, about the, just this time today and what you'd recommend? I, I, I want to give people permission to unconditionally love themselves. Mm. I mean, we have that right and we have that almost an obligation um, to really find ways to love the self that you were you were here in, embodying and and listening to to what is calling you forward um what needs to be birthed because we are all put on this planet for a reason and we all have gifts and when we can respect ourselves enough to share our gifts then the world will will benefit beautiful thank you julie make sure you follow julie Thank Julie, you, I'll see you on the other side. All right, everyone. Thank you. We'll see you next week for Flashpoint Friday. This is Austin. Your turnaround story starts here. Have a great Friday, everyone. Much love and peace to you. Bye for now.